Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? Tyler Metcalf, we're doing good this week, and I believe that is because every night there's college basketball on and there's NBA basketball on. It, it's draft season. We're officially back. It feels so good to have new film on every day. So it's just, oh gosh, it's been unbelievable. Um, how about yourself, my friend? How's the week been? Fantastic. I, like you said, we have actual basketball, college basketball, just meaningful basketball to scout. And for some reason, the entire country decided to play on one night, which, uh, you know, took a little getting used to. So obviously there's no easing ourselves back into uh, the college season where we're just jumping in the deep end right away. Um, but God, there was a lot to like and just such a fun primer. The games this week have been for some of the bigger matchups we have coming next week. Yeah. The, the, the schedule has been a little lopsided uh, if you want to call it the tune up games, um, which has been a bit of a buzzkill, but it's also great for watching prospects and, you know, it, it doesn't matter at this point who's playing who I'm just yep. like, okay, let me watch hoops. Um, <laughs> but it, it's funny with all of these games pretty much just at once. It, it seems like it's, in a weird way, if you're evaluating, it's almost like speed dating. You're just like trying to watch as much as possible. Now I'm trying to like take it all in and, and get caught up on every single player, but a lot of good prospects, a lot of guys that really started out strong. A lot of guys showed some flashes. I'm, I'm excited for this episode. I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I mean, obviously we just had a full week of basketball. We're recording Thursday night, so not going to be able to react to any of the games going on currently or later tonight, but we're just going to kind of bounce around. It's going to be a little chaotic. It's going to be a little free flowing. There are going to be about a million names that we mentioned here, but we're just going to kind of go through our initial reactions to the opening of college basketball, who we liked, who we didn't like, you know, concerns, what we're excited about, all of it. So Rucker, in this wide world of prospects, where do you want to start? You know, I want to start out with someone that I was a little cooler on. Um, We talked about him in the big board video. You gave me a little bit of a sales pitch. I watched his first game and I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm seeing it. I think I'm seeing the light. So let's talk about uh, Mr. Grady Dick at at Kansas. Um, As Metcalf's, you know, just stated, 
we're recording this literally as they're about to tip off tonight. So we're going to probably not have thoughts until social media posts, um, probably tomorrow or something, but really, really intriguing Metcalf. I really liked what I saw from him. Um, Moved really well. He did not look like the guy, obviously, with this statement, everyone's going to laugh. He did not look like the guy that looked out of place during the McDonald's All-American game. He looked like a guy that knew he belonged on the court at Kansas, which more than anything, that impressed me, just the way he moved and how much confidence he had in that opening game. So what about yourself? Did it just check the boxes? Did you come away even more impressed? Yeah, I knew it was exactly what you want to see from a guy with that shooting caliber. And immediately you saw the off-ball shooting and the off-ball movement. It was like, okay, those were elite skills in high school, and they immediately translated. So, yes, obviously with all of these breakdowns, analysis, reactions, you you have to take all of them with a grain of salt because the level of competition that they're playing against right now is not what they're going to be playing against in a month or four months or a year. So it's good to get excited about these guys that's what we want this time of the year we we want these guys to get us excited about their games and their prospects in terms of the nba draft but you also have to take it with a grain of salt with grady dick it didn't seem like anything that he did was out of the ordinary though it felt like it was his game continuing to translate and evolve into college basketball the off-ball movement was seamless. It was really smart with how he ran off screens, changed pace, um, found those open pockets on relocations, um, especially in the corners. And then even when he got ran off the three-point line, he was able to kind of do a little bit inside the arc, whether it was attack the rim, you know, just hit a two-dribble pull-up. So he's going to get pegged as this is just an elite shooter, run him off the line, they can't do much after that. We saw Christian Brown struggle with that after his freshman year at Kansas, where he was this awesome shooter. And then teams just started running him off the line. And then his sophomore year, that three-point percentage plummeted. And then his junior year, he figured out, okay, this is how I attack the rim. This is how I drive and kick, how I make an impact when I get run off the line. Grady Dick is already kind of starting to do some of that stuff, which is really encouraging for a player like him. Yeah, I mean, he even had a... I I forget the sequence, but it was either kind of running back in transition or like a, you know, a transition play that went the other way, but just had like a tomahawk slam that I was just kind of like, whoa, okay. Like you're really sneak, feeling sneaky yourself. Athlete. Yeah. Sneaky <laughs> athlete, um, which we love to say. And, and I have to bring up, you just brought the, the best point of this whole episode that everyone needs to remember. Yes we're reacting after one game with most of these guys. Like it's, it's early. It's our first flashes. Our opinions are probably going to change drastically compared to three months from now, but let's get excited. You know, this is, this is what we're, we're here to talk about prospects that are, are buzzing and who are getting our attention. And, you know, there's a lot of really good ones. We've been talking about this class for months. Like this is a very good class. It looks to be very strong, very deep. I think people are going to warm up to that idea quickly when they see how much talent is it. But, you know, Grady Dick, he finished with 23 points on nine of 13 shooting four for six from three, which I love that with guys. It's like a, a weakness of mine when you know you're a good shooter, but you don't have to just shoot 15 threes. You're just like, okay, let me get my spots. Let me be patient. Um, Finishes with two steals as well. We love to see that. So very encouraging signs. Um, who they got coming up that I'm blanking on. They got Duke, uh, Duke next week. Yes. 
Yes, sorry. I, I get those games always confused. I always feel like the other teams playing their team. So some really inco- uh, exciting games on the upcoming slate. But again, for everyone listening, pretty much everyone we're going to talk about tonight played a lobsided event, Like it, it, except for Gigi Jackson. If you watch that game, that game was interesting. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I really, really was impressed with Grady Dick after that first game. All right, well, let's stick with Kansas because they have a bunch of names that could be very relevant come draft time. Um, The other guy that kind of stood out to me was Jalen Wilson, who I thought just continued to take another step in the right direction, especially with his offensive versatility. Um, This is a guy who, you know, I've really liked his game the last couple of years at Kansas. I feel like he's kind of improved in at least one area every year that he's come back. And this year with Christian Brown and Ochai Baji leaving um, and David McCormick leaving, he's going to have a ton of offensive responsibility. And I thought it was a really promising opening to the season for him. I thought he shot uh, much better off the catch than the dribble, but overall on offense, he just looked a little more dynamic, a little more versatile with how he was attacking uh you know, attacking in the half court, attacking the rim, getting to spots in the mid range. Um, what were your thoughts on Jalen Wilson? Wilson's the, the, I feel like he's been a, a, a bit of a draft darling. Um, going even back to last year, everyone was trying to kind of get that hype train going and I never personally got on it. I thought there was some interesting tools, but it felt like you wanted more. And then this year, with this Kansas team, I think it's the perfect opportunity for him to really take that leap. And I mean, you look at the box score, he had 19, 11 and seven in his first game. Yeah. Like those are, you put up those numbers in college. Those are not fluky numbers. Those are real big boy numbers. So I think this is his year. Like this, this Kansas team has a lot of interesting talent, as you hinted um, some good transfers, but if Wilson's going to cement himself as a potential NBA draft prospect, he's really got to take that step this year. And he's off to a great start. Um, we'll see what they do tonight against North Dakota State. But, you know, he's a junior. He's 6'8", 225. So, 1911-7, Metcalf, that is that is no joke. I mean, we're overreacting. That's, yeah. that's what we're going to do this whole episode. From what you saw, is that a guy that is a potential first-rounder? Very early overreaction. Everyone knows we're all going to come back to this episode. Um, yeah, and I, I think he's he he could work his his way into like the twenty five to thirty range. It'd be it surprised me um, if he went much higher than that because mm-hmm. in the NBA I don't see him having much of an on ball kind of role. Even though I think he's going to be one of the primary initiators for Kansas this year, I don't think that's going to be a role he ever really sniffs in the NBA. And I think that's a, obviously a really important part when analyzing these guys is, okay, what role are they in now? And what's the likelihood they have that similar role in the NBA and being that primary guy in the NBA, it's impossible to reach for 99.9% of prospects. So my biggest thing with him is how consistent is he going to be shooting off the catch? How does he defend and does he keep rebounding and moving the ball at the level that he kind of has been? And if he does those things, that's like, okay, this is a guy who I think we can slide into a contending team um, in the, you know, at the back end of the first round, like we saw with guys like Marjan Beauchamp or Christian Brown last year, where, yeah, they're not going to be these high usage 
usage guys, but they can come in off the bench and play a really important role during the season. Yeah, I think that's the perfect, you know, in a weird way, potential for Jalen Wilson is becoming that end of the first round pick that goes to a good team that allows him to just kind of do exactly what he's going to do this year at Kansas. And those type of guys, you know, we always talk about like, oh, maybe end of the first round. And it's not like we're trying to say that in a negative way. It's just almost like, you know what you're going to get with him. You, you don't, you're not asking for his ceiling to all of a sudden explode and he try to reach this unrealistic expectation. You know what you get. Yeah. And that's fine. And you're going to get a versatile asset that can really help out. And I think that's where he's trending, but you know, the consistency I feel like with Jalen Wilson has always been the thing that brings him back down to earth. So if it can, if he can play consistently at a high level this year for Kansas, especially with that team, we know they're going to be a, a force all year long. I think that's really going to help them. All right. I, I talk about my boy, KJ Adams. My God. Yeah. Hit me with it. Cause oh you know, oh. I, I didn't dive too deep into just KJ Adams. So talk, talk to me about it. What were your initial thoughts? Where are we going with this? It was so in the very limited minutes that he played last year, um, he looked the exact same in like 20 minutes in their opener. It was awesome. Uh, I think he had like eight or nine offensive rebounds. Love to see that. Yeah, um, And it. then just, he just kept making the right decision. It was just what's simple. What is, I'm not going to force things. I'm not going to force a bad shot. I'm not going to try and make a hero pass. I'm not going to try and take a contested jumper. I'm going to get an offensive rebound. If I can tip it in, I'm going to, um, if I need to turn and kick it out to Grady Dick or Jalen Wilson, and we'll reset the offense. I'll do that. I'll do whatever the right play in this situation is. And he did that on both ends of the floor. I just absolutely adore his game. Um, he's going to have to score a little more and he's going to have to show any sort of a jumper because I, I think that may be a little farther off than I was initially hoping coming into the season, but everything else that he does from a role player standpoint, from a glue guy standpoint, from just, this is going to be a guy that does all the dirty work and makes the team better. He's that. This Kansas team, Kansas always gives me nightmares when it comes to evaluating just because Bill Self's a hell of a coach, but it's always the, I always feel like they take the superstar offensive high school recruit and kind of bring them back down to earth, which is good for the long term because you're training them for the next level, but it always is frustrating to watch. But this Kansas team's really, really fun. I'm really excited to watch them all year just because of the, the, roster chemistry they have they have some nasty versatile transfers they've got Grady Dick who can light it up with his shooting um Ernest Uday the big man I love the flashes I saw in limited minutes in that first game I think that's the name to watch throughout the year if he keeps getting some confidence and some more run that's the the bit of a wild card. That one rejection I sent you. Was I said, oh my gosh, he just came. <laughs> it was like a slow motion when you just see that big guy loading up like, oh, here comes a huge block. And it, it was just awesome. But And he did not disappoint. It's just like, no. oh, fuck. Yeah, it was huge. So, and McCuller, we haven't even talked about McCuller, but he just keeps doing stuff every game that this team's going to have a lot of guys that don't jump out in the box scores that I think mm-hmm. when you watch them, they're really going to impress. And, and Adam's, I think it's going to trend as, as one of those guys as well, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how NBA personnel and scouts value that. That's always the trick with, 
with the evaluation process is like, yeah, it's very easy to, you know, it's KV on Smith and C state. It's very easy to fall in love with the guy who puts up 20 a night, but then you start hearing some buzz about a guy that's not doing that. And you have to kind of spin your mind and be like, okay, let me watch fo- closely to see how he's impacting the game. And I think Kansas is going to have a lot of those guys. All right. Where do you want to jump to next? I, I, you got to run with it. There's so many names I want to talk it's, about. It's that I don't know where to start. Um, do you want to get your boy out of the way or do you want to focus on him later? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm staring at his name right now. So I'm like, well, yeah, let, let, let's tease it a little more and okay. get to a different guy that we uh, bought the door. Uh, let's talk about Houston. Um, yeah, I have some thoughts that I, I haven't shared with you yet. So I'm excited. Well, I, to I talk would love about to this. hear them. What do we think of Jarris? This isn't, I'm not hinting in I, a bad way. I was just saying, what did you think of his first performance? I thought he looked really good. I thought the defense looked awesome. Um, he moved his feet. He was versatile. He protected the rim. Is everything we saw at IMG where he was picking up whoever he needed to and didn't really struggle with it at all. Um, on offense, he looked a little rushed where um, I, I think in the uh, episode we did about him over the summer, uh, one of my gripes with his interior scoring was that he just almost never used his left hand and he tried to use his left hand a handful of times and it just kind of rolled out um, around the rim. There were a handful of layups where, you know, a couple where he finished at a really tough angle and then a couple that just kind of didn't fall. So it looked like a young guy who was really excited to be out there and he was playing a little too fast and he needs to just take that breather take a step back and let the game slow down a little bit. But I was really impressed with 90% of what he did. And then even the jumper, I know it didn't really fall for him, but I thought his form looked better. I thought he was a little more upright. He wasn't doing as exaggerated of a lean back in his jumper. So overall, I I was really impressed. There's a lot of good stuff you just said in there, but I wanted to get the box score up because of my next statement. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked fantastic. It this is, I'm never going to be able to say this sentence again, so I'm excited to say it right now. It was the most impressive three for 14 <laughs> shooting performance I've ever seen. And I mean that because I, I watched every you know shot he took. I, I, I watched him defense. Every shot, I was fine. Mm-hmm. I was fine with every decision he made. And he had probably four or five shots that just rolled out that I was just like, oh, this is a tough – it was a tough take. You just missed it. And it was like, if, if a couple, I mean, he finished with eight, 12, eight and 12 in 29 minutes, it could have easily been 18 and 12. Like it, yeah. it was just one of those nights and he's a beast. And I thought the shot looks better from a standpoint. My only thing I'm going to watch moving forward, it gets a little weird off the dribble. And I don't know if you noticed that. Okay. How, how um, so? Or can you just not put your finger on he's it? He's got yet? like a hitch of like the lean back aggressively when he's okay. when he's going off the dribble. And I don't know if I just saw it and and but I feel like he took two and it it looked noticeable, like pretty obvious on one. Where it just yeah. looks like he's not comfortable taking it off the dribble. And then on one he looks fine. So I'm like, okay, is that just a, a bad habit you're trying to get rid of? 
but then when he's catching shoot, he looks good. And and when yeah. he's got time to square up, I think he's looked fine. But he had one attempt where I was like, okay, did he rush that off the dribble? Or did he just like, you know, you're trying to get the ball and you and you slip and you try to gather yourself herky jerky. I don't know. It's just one of those things I want to watch moving forward. But I would say through all the guys I watched, him and Gigi Jackson of South Carolina looked like two guys that were coming out of their skin with excitement and like anxiousness and nervousness. And I was like, just let me get these guys 10 games in before, you know, so they can calm down, get some reps. And it wouldn't shock me if, if Walker has a great second game, because I I do think this is the overreaction part. We all have to be careful about these guys are nervous. These guys are anxious. They're excited. They're running a million miles an hour in their first collegiate game. So it's like, Hey, if if they struggle, it's okay. Um, But I, I thought he was impactful and, Second half, he had a drive that I was like, oh, my goodness. It was an and one that I was like, my, whoa. So, and even when he missed, he had a couple sequences off the dribble that I was like, that was shifty. That was very smooth. So, um, people are going to look at that box score and be scared. Yep. And I left it watching that tape, and I was like, nope, I feel great yeah, about him like, being a top 10 guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love this. All right, well – you mentioned Gigi a couple times. We'll talk about him next, but I want to talk about Marcus Sasser uh, before I move off of Houston. Marcus Woo. Sasser is good for basketball. Oh my God, is he fun. And he is so fucking confident this year. It, th- he's going to be in conversation for National Player of the Year, I think. Um, the defense, the shooting, all of it, it looked incredible. It was so good to have him back. I wrote in my notes, literally, I was like, National Player of the Year, question mark? Like, it, it, <laughs> That is a bad dude on the court right now. Houston has a very motivated, foaming at the mouth point guard right now. I'm telling you, I watched his film. First of all, I just said, stay healthy all year, please. Um, And second, I just said, how high can we dream? I just like, Marcus Sasser, how high can we dream? How high are you going to get up draft boards if you – play at this level all year because the dude is a gamer he is competitive mm-hmm. i mean they, houston subbed him in with like three seconds or something at the end of the first half and he just hit he just oh that's that in step, step back through. yeah this <laughs> is a step back like five feet beyond the arc just three and i yeah. was just like he he just looks like he's like i'm ready this is this is my team this is our year and I'm not going to let us not make it to the dance. And I just love the confidence. And I also think it's not just, you know, upperclassmen syndrome. I think it's, he's, he's ready for anyone that's going to be a, a across from him. He's ready for any competition and that's what you want in an NBA point guard. And I just think he's going to be a, it's going to get to some territory where it's like, screw the age. We talked about this on the, on the big board as it's like, screw the age. Marcus Sasser's a dog. Just draft yeah. him and, and give yourself a pat in the back and be very, very happy about it. Absolutely. Um, well, let, I really want to talk about uh, Gigi Jackson here. Um, but first let's take a quick ad break. Okay, so Rucker, Gigi Jackson was one of these guys that I was 
really skeptical about uh, coming into the year. Not because I doubted the talent or athleticism or anything like that, but young kid who is reclassifying, um, going to a team that I don't have a lot of expectations for. And I was a little concerned with how they were going to use him. So before I give you mine, I'm really curious what your thoughts were with him. I watched that whole game. And for everyone that's trying to get better at scouting, evaluating, I think Gigi Jackson's a great case study this year. Um, We had talked a couple months ago about how Victor is going to be such a fascinating case study. I think Gigi could be almost even a better one because you now have this 17-year-old forward, Mm -hmm. crazy talent, was going to North Carolina, reclassified. Now he's at South Carolina team. The team's brutal. The team is brutal. No offense to the, the Gamecocks faithful. The team's looked – it didn't look great first game. But, hey, the other the other team they were playing against was literally just hitting every three possible. It was unbelievable. They were so hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, this is the hottest college basketball team I've ever seen from downtown. So, I'll cut them some slack. But I win that game with an open mind. I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of a rough experience for Gigi. And the more the game went on, the more I was impressed. He was playing just hyper. It, it it was almost impressive because it was a hyper excited, anxious kid that looked at times like he didn't know what to do, but he was just like, I'm going to move fast and play hard and hope it works out. Sometimes it worked out beautifully. Um, and, and he had a couple sequences that I absolutely loved. He, he had a big um, tip dunk and transition, came back, was clapping, like, getting pumped up, screaming at the opposing team. And I was like, okay, this is – I can buy into this. And he moves fluid. Um, yeah. He On defense, he had a couple sequences of moving his feet. I was like, this kid can move. Like, he, he's really got some some stuff. He needs just games. He yeah. needs to be 10 to 15 games into the season where he's calming down and things are slowing down. But I get the, the hype and why he was such a highly sought-out recruit. And – you know, he looks like a, a guy that should be in the top 15 right now. I, I mean, I just, there's so much talent there. It's just, if you want to watch Gigi throughout the whole year, like just like I always stress, and I'm sorry about this event. I always stress checkups. Gigi's going to be the perfect guy to talk about. Like watch that first game and go watch 10 games in and get, go watch 15. Just see how he's developing and if the game's slowing down and, you know, is he making better reads, understanding on defense? Because there's sometimes he got caught ball watching. And I was like, you got to snap out of it. Yeah, you're in college yeah. basketball. Snap out of it. You know, like, so I, I was impressed. But what about you? I, I was really encouraged. And yes. my, what my biggest concern was, okay, is the South Carolina team just, are they just going to be, give Gigi the ball and clear out and let him do whatever he wants. And I didn't get that sense. Obviously they ran a lot through him. He, he really high usage. Uh, I think he led all scores. Um, but it was all, it all felt like within the team concept, which I think is so important. Cause I was just in terms of building those good habits, I was really concerned that it's like, all right, this is Gigi's team. The 17 year old is just going to take over and a month from now, maybe we're there. I, who knows? But after one game, I was like, okay, no, they're running plays for him. They're putting him in motion. They're, you know, running in transition. They're doing 
actual basketball stuff, which is really encouraging and really what I wanted to see from them. From a talent standpoint, this kid's really impressive. Um, But you can really tell that he's young. He is so young. Um, I thought the shot looked a little uncomfortable off the bounce. Um, I thought his handle was a little loose. So I'm, you know, obviously those things can get better with experience and all that stuff. But all in all, I, and I loved how he rebounded work rate through the roof versatile scorer. I love that. He like actively looked to box guys out when rebounding on both ends of the floor is like, okay, from a, for a 17 year old with his pedigree to be doing that, that's really cool. Um, at least I think so. I'm probably a loser for thinking that, but I think it's cool. Um, it's just, can you slow the game down mentally? Can you tighten some things up? And like all young players, he just kind of looked lost in space a lot on both ends of the floor where on offense, there are a couple times where, you know, he's cutting into guys driving lanes or just kind of standing at the elbow watching while they're like running a pick and roll five feet from him, just getting in the way and then ball watching and getting lost on defense. He's 17. It's going to happen. We're going to see 20 year olds do that all season. So not something I'm really worried about, but it's like, okay, that's, a weakness right now. Can he improve as the season goes on? And I, I kind of expect him to. And at this point, it's like this kid is athletic enough. He's skilled enough. He's versatile enough where he should probably be a top 15 pick if all of this trends in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, he, he finished with, it was a great debut box. Yeah. I mean, he had 18 and 10 on seven of 15 field goals. Um, two for two from three. He had a three and after a made bucket where he like brought the ball up and all of a sudden no one was picking him up. He's like, all right, screw you guys. I'm taking this. And he hit it. I, I'm right there with you. I think it's just, he had the one thing, the only negative I had watching him. And I think it's going to be very easily fixed is he even was ball watching offensively where he would just stand there and be like, okay, feed it to me, feed it to yeah. me. It's just like a guy that was, the guy at high school that was like, just keep giving me the rock. And it's like, okay, Gigi, we know you're probably the most talented guy in the court, but you got to, okay, you don't have the ball. What are you doing? Right. Read the offense, figure out a place to go cut, you know? So in the spacing, sometimes he got caught just like standing right to next to another guy. Like you hinted where I was like, move, like stay, you space it out, you know, but for a 17 year old playing your first game, I think I even saw a tweet that he was like, I was, praying i was so nervous like he's just like i was so anxious to get out there and he's gonna be fine just just give him a couple games and see how the the growth develops all right i gotta do it jet howard looks so fucking good oh my god i'm i'm foaming at the mouth watching this kid dude I'm, i'm telling you right now you i texted you and i was like whoa boy you were not kidding Woo! i i tried to tell everyone you know, I, know. I, I tried, I really, I really tried. And, you know, we, we still have people ranking them in the thirties and I get it. It's one game. Um, but did anything that he did feel like an outlier or feel like it was go- like, it wasn't actually who he was as a player? No, he looked like a butterfly going through the, the clouds on the court. I mean, he, he looks like a, I mean, here's, here's your overreaction for everyone listening. He looks like a top 10 pick. I, I, I 
was in awe of how smooth he is. Some of the passes he made were yeah. just beautiful decisions, and they're not they're not the Lamelo ball, you know, one handed bounce passes that we all get just foaming at the mouth about. But it was just the it was like he understood where the pass was going before anyone on screen did. Like it, it was just like okay, I'm gonna get this these two guys to collapse on me while I'm driving and this ball's going right into the corner and it's an open three. And he did it like three times. Yeah. It was just his feel for the game just jumped off the screen to me. I was like, this kid can play. And he, he's listed at six, seven. I, I want to call bullshit on that. I mean, we got to get the, whoever measured Hugo at the NBA combine, <laughs> we need him to come measure Jed Howard. It might be six ten. So he just looks long, lengthy. He's stocky, and he moves very, very smooth on the court. So, yeah, that that Jet Howard stock. I hope everyone bought it when Metcalf was talking early because that price is scorching right now. Yeah, and I I don't expect him to score over twenty points every game or shoot right. like that from three every game. But he put he just made the right decision almost every offensive possession, and it's like you said, his floor awareness is that of a coach's kid. And this isn't a coach's kid who got a scholarship because he's the coach's kid. He got the scholarship and is starting because he is a damn good player. And just everything he did on offense felt natural. Like his relocation on the perimeter, it was timely. It was effortless. It was, okay, oh, there there was a Kobe Bufkin drive where Bufkin drove. Jet was in the strong side corner or on the strong side wing, his defender went to dig for it, turned his back to Jet. Jet just sank down into the corner, made himself available for an easy pass, got a wide open three out of it. A lot of the driving kicks, there were a couple pocket passes he made to Hunter Dickinson. They're like, God, this is awesome. Um, I don't think he's going to be this primary initiator wing type player, but as someone who you can run a second side pick and roll or run off a screen and then curl and attack the lane and then make a decision whether to um, score or pass out of that, it's all there. And it's so exciting because it's building off of everything that he did at IMG. And it just looks like he's constantly taking these steps in the right direction as a player. My fear is he's going to be a guy that we overthink. And I'm not saying me and you. I'm saying that everyone tries to overthink. And, I mean, he he had 21, 2, 5, a steal, a block. He was 8 for 15 from the field, 5 for 10 from 3 in 31 minutes. Yeah, That is an outstanding debut <laughs> for, for a freshman. Like, and, and it was just the type of plays he was making, like, he was coming off screens. He was coming off pin downs. He was, you know, shooting threes off the, off the move. He was hitting step backs. He was just doing everything. So, I mean, outstanding start for him. Um, I, I just, me and you talk all the time watching tape, like who jumps? He, he was the guy that jumped the first couple games, like Jed Howard jumped off the film. Like it was like, whoa. And it's going to be hilarious to see the first updated like big boards and, and buzz and talking to NBA people. Cause I feel like that everyone's going to be just whoo the moment they hear Jed Howard, they're going to be like, Oh boy, he looks nice. And it's like, yeah, you can tell his dad had a pretty good career in the NBA. I feel like he might've passed a couple things on. To his 
Yeah, sign for the record, I, I have him at 10 right now. And that's not me overreacting to one game and jumping him 30 spots. That's me seeing him do it in college and moving him up two spots. Um, so I, I have been bought in. I continue to be bought in. Um, but someone else on that team who really impressed me and just continues to improve year over year is Hunter Dickinson, who I think could also be in the National Player of the Year running. Um, he, my, my biggest takeaway with him was that he was moving just so much more fluidly. And that was my big gripe with him in the past was he was so stiff. He was so upright. And obviously he's not this elite, you know, rim run or floor to floor or end to end, you know, agile athlete. But just the way he was moving in space, it all looked so much better. Yeah. He, I feel like I was watching the broadcast and I even thought that once and the announcers or someone was like, yeah, Hunter's just moving so much better this year. And, he's going to be in player of the year discussion. Like that was preseason. Hunter was one of those guys. He had 22 and 12. He's a humongous human being. He's massive. massive. So, I mean, and he knows coming into this year that his, this is his year to make some noise. And and he had the whole off season of like, how can I position myself to stick at the next level? And he's got to be able to defend. He's got to be able to move. He's got to be, you know, agile. So, that's something you want to watch. If he can prove that where he can switch on and, and stay alive with, you know, going against smaller defenders, then Hunter will definitely get a, a shot to stick on a roster because he's a machine around the basket. He's humongous and he rebounds the heck out of the ball and he's got good touch. So Michigan team, I'm telling you, Metcalf, I, it's like I'm more excited for this Michigan team this year than I've been in the last couple of years. I mean, this is a very exciting team. They got a lot of fun pieces and and you've been raving about uh, Kobe. Talk about your boy. Yeah. And I, I think he's kind of a sneaky one to keep an eye on Kobe Bufkin. Um, he's dealt with some injury issues and, has been a complete non-shooter the past couple of years. So obviously that makes it hard to get on the floor, but he looks like he added a lot of muscle. He looks way more confident and versatile on offense. He made some really nice cuts, um, attacked the rim and made some really good passing decisions, but he's always been an awesome defender. So it, it wouldn't shock me if there's some Dale and Terry esque kind of development curve with him where he, has an awesome year. Obviously he's got to shoot it at some level, but I think the defense, the cutting, the interior scoring, um, the passing, I think all of that's pretty legitimate. So I, I think he's just kind of one to keep, keep an eye on down the road. That's why we love returners folks, because they've been working, they've been in the lab, the confidence starts to build and then things start to click. That's why we love them. All right. Where do you want to go next? I don't know. I still got so many names and I'm just so excited about everyone. So um, you go ahead. You, 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 you're on fire. Let, let's go to Baylor. Talk to hey, me about Keontae. I really liked what I saw. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. You're not the Keontae guy. So I get to grill you now about this. Okay. Um, I have them at nine. <laughs> I know, but I feel like we all give you a crap at no ceilings <sighs> because we're like, why don't you like him more? We're just and they're like three you. other guys who have him rated lower than me. <laughs> exactly, but we got to pick on you somehow. Um, 
I, I thought Keontae's start was great. I, I I was very impressed with his playmaking. Yeah. I know he's going to score a lot this year, but I'm not worried about that category. I know he can shoot. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Keontae George, he can shoot the crap out of the ball. <laughs> yeah. But what he was able to showcase in one game as a passer really, really caught my attention. Um, he just made a couple – plays that i was like my goodness all right that is another area of your game that i'm very excited if that's going to be you know you're hanging your hat on that area too so intrigued very intrigued i thought it was a great start and um i think they play tonight or tomorrow but um baylor's gonna be fun i'm gonna be excited to keep watching him i think he's gonna it's gonna be tough to not fall in love with Keontae George. If he's putting up those numbers and showing that he can also dish it out, like when it comes to passing and playmaking, it's going to be tough because he, he just looked really good. Yeah. The, the playmaking was a big takeaway from, for me too. And, and that was my biggest question mark on him coming into the season. Not that he was a bad passer, but I didn't see, like, I, I always felt like the ball never really stuck with him. He would make the right pass but I didn't see that extra level of passing guys open or finding cutters or, you know, really creating for others in that realm. And he did in their opener. It it looked really good where he really utilized his scoring gravity to find cutters and shooters. And in that Baylor offense that has so much ball movement and player movement, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to rack up a bunch of assists. So it was really encouraging for me to see that. I have zero concerns about, the shooting numbers, he's a nasty shooter. He's going to be just fine. Um, and then the defense, it looked like just another step in the right direction. We we talked about how much we liked how physical he played defensively um, in high school and how he generally moved his feet pretty well. I thought it looked like he really improved. He had that one nasty ISO uh, defensive possession where he stuffed the guy in the mid-range. Um, I'm not certain that he's going to make an all defensive team, but I don't really have any concerns about him being exposed on defense. Yeah. I mean, you go look at his box score and everyone would be like, what, you know, he can shoot. He, he finished with 13 points on four of 13 shooting two of eight from three, but he also pitched in six rebounds, seven assists, which yeah. I love because I yeah. was like, your shot's not falling. What else are you doing? And you watch, all go watch that game tape and tell me Keontae can't shoot. Cause he <laughs> yeah. had a catch and shoot, you know, five feet beyond the arc, just nothing but net. I think it's the scoring mentality that always makes me nervous with those guys is, okay, you're going to college. Are you going to go back to the scoring mentality of like, Hey, give me the ball. It's my time to put up 30. Or can you showcase you have more versatility? And I think that first game was a humongous step in the right direction for Keontae because he showed my shots not falling, but I'm a damn good basketball player. And I have a lot more in my arsenal because some of the passes he made, I was like, my goodness. Like they ran that set where he threw it to the big man, came off a handoff. Um, they ran a backdoor cut from the wing and Keontae just threw like a bullet pass in a tight window, like catch layup. I was just like, that was nice. <laughs> like, so, and you could see that is the coaching staff putting trust in him right away. And, and he just had a couple other possessions where he, took one baseline, kind of hesitated, then drove, defense collapsed, he dumped off to a big man. So it's just the feel. That's the the feel I, I thought was going to translate. It looks like it's it's happening, and I love that he's not just saying, okay, I'll, I'll get my shots. He's also 
understanding the team he's playing for and the talent he has around him. Yeah, it was, I, I also thought Adam Flagler looked really good. Um, another returner, Langston Love, is good to see him back out there. He had some really good flashes. Uh, that knee brace is way more intense than I was hoping for, and it yes, kind of looked is. like his movements were a little labored. Um, but, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I, I think that a lot of that muscle memory is going to come back for him. Um, so I'm excited to see what he looks like in January. Uh, Jalen Bridges transferred from West Virginia. I think he's going to be an, an important piece as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Baylor's going to be fun to watch this year. Shocker. Yeah. Baylor's got another a wagon of a ten, team potentially. I'm All looking right. at a name and I can't pass it up any yeah. longer. So I got to bring it up. Hit me with it. How about our boy, Taryn Armstrong? Oh my God. For everyone listening. Oh my God. For everyone listening, this is a fun little side story. So if you don't know, Taron Armstrong is a point guard at Cal Baptist. He's originally born in Australia. He was a freshman last year. He's 6'7"? 6'6". 6'6", about 190. Um, Probably one of the most exciting passing point guards I've watched in a while. He's just, he makes some passes, some games that you're just like, my goodness. So, um, Metcalf's in love with him. I absolutely adore him as a basketball player. He went two for two from deep. Yep. He took two threes. The, the biggest thing we've been saying all year is like, please, Taryn, just have an outside shot, somewhat of an outside shot. He took two threes in his first game, hit both of them. I think they were both bottom, nothing but net. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're on we're on DEFCON four, which is high alert. We gotta pay, be paying attention because if he could showcase that that thing is legit, which very early, welcome to the first game of the year. Um, things are gonna get interesting for me and my calf around here <laughs> because he looked fantastic, and I, I unfortunately lost the first game, but I thought he looked outstanding. He just, ugh. yeah, I, I don't know I, what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I was overwhelmed watching his tape. Uh, the, the playmaking picked up right where it left off, where I mean, he's making like these no look underhand cross court skip passes to wide just that land right in the shooter's pocket and go through like four defenders. And, you know, the guy bricks it because, of course, they do. Um, yeah, and he was physical with the scoring at the rim. He was really using his size. Uh, there was one possession where he, uh, the opposing point guard was on him and like, six inches shorter and Taryn took him down to the block, posted him up, posted him up and finished right over him. Uh, he had a pick and roll where uh, he got the center switched on him, backed it out to the top of the arc, crossed the guy over and then l- lowered his left shoulder into his chest. Once he got into the lane and finished through contact, uh, the threes were no hesitation, nothing but net. Uh, he went five of five of six from the free throw line too, which is exactly what you want to see where with that shooting improvement um, defensively, he plays physical, you know, not, not an awesome defender because he's not a super explosive athlete, but physical, good footwork in the right place at the right time, not going to kill you defensively. It was like, we talk about Judd Howard having a perfect debut. Like, Oh my God. Like I'm, I'm just drooling over Taryn Armstrong. Um, where do you think I have him right now? 28. Ooh, close. Tw- 26. Wow, you moved him up that much. Oh, yeah. It was like 10 spots. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot you already had him on your okay. Oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, for uh, every little fun side story, Sylvia and Metcalf are out, we'll text throughout the week to kind of be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about for the pod and stuff. And I just texted him Tuesday morning and I just said, I'm worried about you. That was how I started the morning. <laughs> and he said, why? And I said, you haven't texted me about our boy. And then he lit, rattled off like 10 guys. And I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> and then he just he just wrote, oh my God, in all caps when he realized <laughs> it was Terrence. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very encouraging first performance um while we're on the topic i'll just bring up our other prodigal son yeah let, 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 let's pivot to him because that's exactly who i was going to bring up alex fudge is fudging around and about to do some serious stuff to my big board <laughs> oh boy i'm in a dangerous world I, i'm telling you right now i have their schedule just circled now because i'm like <laughs> if he does this for a couple games in a row i'm about to piss some people off with my fudge propaganda so What'd you think? Oh, here, I'll give everyone a quick background for all the new listeners. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Alex Fudge went to LSU last year, freshman, crazy defensive ability. Crazy. Just absurd. 6'8, uh, 190-ish, skinny. Um, he ruins people's lives on the defensive side of the ball. He just has pogo sticks, he blocks everything, he steals everything, he can lock anybody up. But at LSU, he literally just had nothing offensively except for like rebounding, yeah. hustle plays, and and dunks. So me and Metcalf have just been saying, Alex Fudge is is right outside. But if he showcases anything of an outside shot, he's gonna be quickly heating up again. And two for two from three, and I was like, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> or was it two for four or two? For I think two? it's two, no two, two for two, four. two for four. Two for four, but regardless, he hit those two, and I was like, "Uh oh!" And they were confident, Metcalf. They, 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 they looked confident. No, no hesitation, just stepped right into it. I one was a step back, you know, not a huge one, but uh, it was step back nonetheless. I was like, "Oh my god, Alex, where the fuck did this come from?" And if this is all Will Wade's doing, that then he deserved to be fired. But when we talk about perfect debuts with Jet and Darren, it's right there. It's right there. Um, I, I will say he got a little too eager on defense and got back cut a couple times. I'm not worried about his defense. No, he's, he's, he's a freak defender. But the shot looked confident. He was hitting guys with Euro steps and transition. I was like, that play. I was like about to flip my desk. It's like, have you ever done that before, Alex? Have you, when, when have you done that? And it was, it was smooth, it was confident. He had a couple tip ins on offensive rebounds that were athletic and acrobatic is like good lord sir welcome back to the first round i don't think that's unrealistic i'm telling for everyone i mean he is for as much as we're praising him he's still extremely raw offensively but the the step he took in one year like that is remarkable and and he He's going to still have some growing pains this year. He's going to have some games where he has six points. and But it's just remarkable how much of a step. Because he just looked like a different person. It, it was confident. Yeah. Like the Euro step, he had a couple, like, I feel like he threw up a floater once. Like, kind of like almost like a mini jump hook. He's like, my goodness. Okay. Like, all right, bud. Here we go. Like, Gators, let's go. Like, the swamp. But um, I'm telling he has so much defensive potential that some team will take him 
earlier than people are thinking. If he just shows this year that this is not a one game fluke and, and I'm expecting him to have some inconsistent play throughout the year, but there will be an O for six from three sooner 100%. than later. <laughs> and the fact in the fact if is he gets to six though, whew, I'll take it. An evaluation point is the fact if he takes six and then the next game takes, you know, hits a couple, it's like, that's even bigger because he's just confident to take them. You know, um, we talked about Kendall Brown last year. Baylor had just looked at times he was struggling with confidence to shoot yeah. from three, even when he's wide open. So it's fudge now it just looks like he's like, okay, I'll take it. You know, um, I mean, he's, if he's flirting at 35% from three this year, I'm going to be like, <sighs> let's party. Cause someone will take that upside. He has crazy potential. Um, I, I also think it's important to note, I, I thought Will Richard looked really good in his Florida debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colin Castleton, I, I've always been a skeptic of his in terms of NBA role. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up carving out a role like as a backup center, just good shot blocker, good rebounder, good interior scorer, um, just solid role player. And he looked like it again. I, I completely agree. Um Let's let's we're we ran it too long about our boys. So let, let's hit, let's go through some quick. Like, hit, hit, who do you want to talk about? Um, let's let's run through Kentucky. Okay. What did you like? I thought Casey Wallace looked perfect. I thought Casey Wallace looked like what Casey Wallace needs to be. I I I thought it was a great debut. I thought yeah. he. Played the game with poise. He played with a good feel. I thought he checked a lot of boxes. He hit some outside shots. I I, I thought it was a great debut. I, th- I feel like some at no ceilings were kind of cold on it. And I was like, what? what? Looked pretty damn good to me. But um, it'll be interesting to see how kind of they move forward with him all year. If, if Wheeler, yeah. you know, we'll, we've talked about that before. But I thought it was great. What, what about you? I, I thought he looked like a awesome just floor general like he played simple on offense kept the ball moving uh his interior scoring was so impressive just finishing through contact with floaters um i thought he was a little jumpy on defense and found himself out of position um given his defensive reputation i you know don't expect that to continue much longer but just something he kind of needs to clean up um I, i just i really wish that he would be able to run run point for that team all year. And I just don't think he's going to be able to do so. Um, Jacob Toppin, I thought looked really good, super high work rate, uh, really good defender, uh, looked way more confident as a scorer. Um, awesome rebounder. The shot, unfortunately just didn't look like it was there. Yeah. Toppin's one I want to watch all year. Um, Kentucky's, Kentucky's got a little bit of a, a gauntlet coming up where they're we're going to find out really how quickly these guys are, are can play. Um, we didn't bring up Chris Livingston too. I think Chris Livingston had the debut I was expecting. I don't think he's going to yeah. – me and you have talked about it. I don't think he's going to be a big number guy this year. I think this is going to be a – Livingston has some games or he might have a five-game stretch where he, he's – on fire and he's really intriguing for NBA scouts, but I think he's still this, this glue guy that just does a lot of stuff on the court, but you know, Kentucky's got um, Michigan state next week. Pay attention. We might have an announcement about that. And then um, November 20th, Gonzaga, you know, welcome to college basketball there, you know, right now that's number four, and number two. So 
we're going to find out about Casey Wallace and we're going to find out about Livingston. And I'm like you, I, I just hope they don't force feed Wheeler down our throat because as you know, I root for every guy, but it's just seems like it would be a potential weird fit with those two on the court. Yeah. Livingston, I thought looked fine. It looked like he was just trying too hard. Right. Like on, de- on defense, he was over helping um, offenses. Just, you just need to take a breath and, it's his debut. A lot of guys right. get that way. Um, I was also super impressed. I apologize for the butchering of this name. That's inevitably going to happen. But Ugana Onyenso, um, he was fun. Their center, uh, who is just awesome rim protector, great shot blocker. He looks super raw, but he he really surprised me. That's the stuff we like to see. You know, yeah, we like to see the guy. That's why these beginning of the game – Beginning of the season games, everyone's been complaining about like, oh, there's there's no, you know, good matchups the first week of the season. You know, no one's playing no one. The, missed a big opportunity. And I'm like, I get that. Yes, from a fan perspective, we all want right away just huge games. But coaches also want these guys to get their feet wet. and. Yeah. You know, Livingston did look like a guy that was trying to do too much. And and a lot of these guys we talked about tonight, like they needed to get that first game under their belt. They needed to get the get the jitters out. So I understand that, but it's this is also important to see what else you got in the roster. Guys get a chance to get some extended minutes when you're, you know, up 30 that you weren't expecting. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, okay, maybe we need to give this guy a little bit more run. So um I'm right there with you. There's just, it's just a magical time of the year. I feel like I'm already adding like 20 more names to my list. Um, what else you got? Yeah. I, let's just kind of run through Gonzaga as a whole, because I didn't think there was any singular standout performance. It was just Gonzaga being Gonzaga and being an awesome team. Um, I think Nolan Hickman's going to be one of the best point guards in the country this year. Uh, he just does the right thing almost every single possession on both ends of the floor. His no, he's not going to have these outlandish numbers, but in terms of just a solid, just an elite point guard who makes the team better, he's it. It's exactly what you want. Uh, Straw there looked awesome. Drew Timmy looked like Drew Timmy. Uh, a little kind of hot takey that I have is I the the Hickman, Rashir Bolton backcourt reminded me a little bit of the Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler backcourt um just in terms of how they move they defend uh they shoot uh their decision making their screen navigation it it was a little reminiscent i'm not saying they get to necessarily that elite level because that's one of the best backcourts in college basketball history but just the vibes that i was getting from them it felt a little bit like that um efton reed interesting super raw rashir bolton i watched last year in vegas they were taking on um, UCLA, and I saw them play someone before. I think it was Bellerman. And I was like, I don't know if this guy's going to play in the NBA, but he's going to play somewhere. That dude yeah. can play. He is a heck of a guard. And Nolan Hickman, I'm right there with you. I thought his debut was outstanding, and I think he might have had like five points or something. But I think he had like five assists or something. He did not have a high-scoring game, and – I thought he looked fantastic. I thought he's not going to put up a bunch of numbers this year because Drew Timmy's going to get force fed. And, um, but I thought Hickman looked outstanding. 
and I thought Strother looks very, very good. I, I really thought, okay, he's taking another step. You've clipped that one play where he had that spin dribble finish. That I was yeah. like, Julian, <laughs> if you have that in your bag, we're going to be talking in, in this first round this year. I, I really, really think Strother had a great first game. That's that's one of my guys. I love him as a returner. So, um, yeah, Gonzaga's a wagon. Like I said earlier, that Kentucky-Gonzaga game is going to be fantastic. All right, uh, let's talk about Duke quickly. Unfortunately, they're missing two of their probably two biggest names. Um, I thought Mark Mitchell looked really solid. I have some big concerns about his outside shot, um, but really good performance. And he stepped up and, you know, with his scoring versatility when, you know, they were down lively and Whitehead. Uh, Phil Powski's shot looked really good. Uh, I thought he made some really impressive passes. And then I thought Proctor was just kind of, okay uh he did he kind of failed to really jump off the screen for me at least mitchell looked really good i'm right there with you on the shot looks a little funky um i need to keep watching that and you know see if that progresses throughout the year because anyone can get hot but i really liked how he played the game he looks like a tough sob proctor i'm not freaking out i think that was you know, let me get yeah. 10 games in before Proctor. I'm judging. Filipowski had some flashes. He looked good. I think that's what Filipowski looks like. He's just going to be a guy for me. I need to see a lot of film. I need to be like, let me see how you live against on defense. Let me see if you can hold your own. And he's got the tools. The shot looks really, really good. I was never worried about him scoring. Never yeah. worried. I was just worried. Like, can you stay out there on the defensive side of the ball? Or are you going to be a target? And We'll see, you know, Lively hasn't played. Whitehead's obviously out. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But yeah, shocker. Duke's got some guys. All right. Uh, Creighton, I thought, I, I think this team is going to be really good. Um, that was probably the worst they're going to shoot all season. Uh, and it was a little closer than it should have been. Uh, Arthur Kaluma, the outside shot didn't fall, but he took, I think he took six of them. So it looks like the confidence is there. It's what you want to see. Uh, his interior scoring and ability to attack off the dribble though is so oppressive. Yeah. I, I thought the you know, shot wasn't falling and then he went to work and inside and I was like, that's the right mindset. Um, still a shock. Kaluma doesn't have some more fans, but we'll yeah, see I, if I don't get that, but we'll see if, uh, we got a lot of basketball. That changes a lot of basketball, and I think Creighton's gonna be pretty good. Shireman's awesome. That, that team's yeah. gonna be so much fun to watch this year. I'm, yeah, I, uh, I, I do think Trey Alexander looked incredible. Um, yes, he's he was only one, he was only one for five from three, but he had two that hit the rim, every part of the rim, a dozen times, and then fell out. So it, it very easily could have been three for five. Uh, the defense with him is incredible. I think the shot's gonna be there. He just looked so much more confident this year than last year. Creighton's got so many guys, folks. Don't chase box scores with them because yeah. there's just going to be guys that have it one night and there's going to be other guys that don't have it. And that's what happens when you have a stacked powerhouse team. And there's also going to be nights when they all have it. So, and God bless whoever has to deal with them that, on that night. But um, I, I just think they're going to, like, Kaluma's going to have some nights where he's just a, a monster. Baylor has looked great. Um, and then Trey's going to be good too. So I, I'm excited to watch them. Who else you got? I know we're doing rapid fire. I'm, I'm ready to roll now. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of worried about Arkansas and you told me that 
Nick Smith is going to be so important for this team because I just don't think they have any shooting outside of him. Um, and it's it's obviously hard to judge judge them fully because it's one game, shocker, and they're missing their best player. Uh, I thought their bet their easily their best performances came from their transfers in Ricky Council the fourth and Trayvon Brazil, uh, who had just monster scoring games. They were super impressive. Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh. Um, I was not ecstatic about Arkansas. I, I still firmly believe that they're going to have some growing pains and then yep. Musselman's going to have them firing on all cylinders in the second half of the season. Cause it's just too many new incoming pieces, but Musselman's going to do a good job with them. I'm right there with you. I thought Anthony Black looked like a guy that was a freshman trying to figure out the speed and everything. I think he will be fine. I thought Ricky Council really jumped off the, the screen to me. He just he looked awesome. He had some defensive sequences and some flashes. I was like, my goodness. Okay. So, um, yeah, Arkansas is going to be a wait and see for me just because let's see what they got with Nick Smith. But I'm right there with you. I was like, they need – Nick Smith yeah. now. Um, and it's not taken away from the other guys, but you can just see there was an imbalance with the offense and um, we'll see how they adjust moving forward. Um, talk to me about Indiana. Hutchfina looked really good to me. Um, shout out Maxwell. I, I thought he, he's going to be dangerous in the mid range because he knows his spots and he's very smooth, you know, coming off screens he had a step back. He created probably two miles of separation. Oh, yeah. The whole place went nuts. He just looks poised, Metcalf. He just yeah. looks really, really he, calm. He, he so, just knows how to run an offense. Yeah, he, he looks like a damn good basketball player. So shout out. Maxwell was really early on him uh, when we were talking this offseason. He's like, could Shafina for Indiana looks nice. So I thought uh, Malik looked good. I thought he showed some flashes. Um I thought TJD looked fine. He took a jumper. Did he? Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I he took it. one. Um, well, he missed it too. But <laughs> how, it, how bad was it? It wasn't that bad. It was one of those like he was he faced up and looked, and the defender was playing him off like you won't shoot it. And he's like, okay, I'll shoot it, and it just middle clank. Like it was, it was fine. He took it, but he also just had a couple plays with his footwork where it was just yeah. Spin dunk. And I was like, gosh, she, uh, there's a re- this is why I believe you can stick at the next level. But um, I think Hutchfina looked fantastic. I, I really came away from that first game. And he didn't do a ton, but it was just everything looked under control and everything looked poised. I was very – it looked like a junior. It did not look like a freshman playing his first game or for calling exhibition games, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then Alabama, Brandon Miller. Whew. <laughs> I think that top five type is uh, very, very real. Yeah, there's my overreaction after one game. I don't know how he's not a top five pick. That dude. He just gets it. He's, I mean, he, I think he went over from three. Yep. But he just did some stuff on the court where it's passing. He had like three, I want two or three sequences where he made a beautiful pass and um, teammate didn't make the shot. Just great vision. It, he was bringing the ball up all the time. He's humongous. I mean, he's listed <laughs> at six nine. He looks six eleven. He's humongous. He had like, uh, what did he have? Like thirteen rebounds or something? Yeah. 
something like that. I love that and the mentality. I, hey, I'm a scoring wing, but I'm going to go, you know, get the boards. And he, he was just all over the place. He is just huge, but it, he had a uh, sequence off the dribble. It was just so fluid for a pull-up. I, I was just – he's going to have a game where he goes four for six from three, and all of a sudden we're going to look up and be like, Brandon Miller's got 26? You know, it's just – he looks like he's going to be a, an absolute machine this year at Bama. So um, very, very excited to watch him. Yeah, and then I, I thought Charles Bediaco looked better than he did last year too. I really liked the flashes that he showed last year as a freshman. Uh, great – work rate really good rebounder rim protection um so that was encouraging and then i thought noah Clowney uh came off or came in and just played really hard and just stood out in that aspect where he was just doing all the dirty stuff uh had a couple nice uh blocks um just played really hard yeah i'm right there with you i want to make sure to give a shout out to pepperdine Mm. Maxwell Lewis. I don't know if you got to watch Pepperdine yet. I didn't yet. Um, Maxwell Lewis looked very, very good. Houston Mallet looked really, really good too. Um, but Lewis looks like a, a, a serious name to monitor. I know we had some no ceilings guys that were very, very high on him. They had pretty much like the best debut you could possibly have, except for Jed Howard. But, you know, I think they both had over 20 points. They just looked like they're going to be a fun, fun team. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to those guys. Who else did you got? Any rapid fires as, you know, there's some stuff going on in my house apparently. Uh, yeah, just, rapid just fires? the last one I got is Cleo Ware. Um, I, I was really impressed with him. I, I was very really down on him coming into the year. I thought he was getting way overhyped. He, just his movement and space and laterally looked so much smoother and effortless. And he just looked like that fluid athlete that people kept telling me that he was and I hadn't seen yet. Um, so the fact that he kind of worked out a lot of that stiffness that I previously saw, his footwork looked better, his uh, hip flexibility looked better. Um, made some really nice passes out of the post when they came to double them. He found cutters. Uh, I, I was really, really encouraged with his game. Right there with you. Right before we recorded, I actually got finished watching his tape, and I left very encouraged. I was okay. All right, this this looks much more pleasing than I was expecting for the first game, and because you, you know we all box score chase. We all do it. You know, I usually will look and be like, okay, let me see if it matches the box score or the tape. And I thought he looked fantastic. He, he had a couple good, uh, good blocks, got switched out, held his own. He had a couple nice reads out of the post passing too. So um, it was, it, it, it immediately jolted some excitement of like, okay, this is another guy like I, we talked about on the last one. I was like, Hey, where's going to give me a headache all year. And then I watched that first game. I was like, all right, maybe this isn't going to be as bad as I thought. Maybe this is going to be fun. So um, yeah, I'm very, very excited to watch him. Um, I know there's some other guys for everyone listening. I know there's other guys we didn't mention, um, but we got about 50 of almost 50 of them. So, you know, (laughs) We, we have a lot to talk about with the upcoming weeks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's a good stop. I, I could talk about 50 more, but, you know, we can't do a two-hour episode the first no. week back. No. R- Rucker, that's all I got. It was awesome to have college basketball back. Uh, tell the 
tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm at no ceilings NBA.com on Twitter. I'm at Tyler underscore Rucker. No, I will not be paying for a verified badge. Shout out to the unverified army, whatever. We'll figure out what happens, <laughs> but I, I, I'm not leaving, you know, I'm Leo DiCaprio. I'm not leaving Twitter. I don't care. Um, it's not like I need my comments to be first, you know? Um, but anyways, Metcalf, thanks for doing this. I'm so happy that college hoops is back and I'm excited for everything we got going moving forward and uh stay tuned play back next week be on the look for an announcement we'll be doing some some of the big games next week it's gonna be fun next week we got a lot coming up in store uh but once again i'm tyler metcalf you can follow me on twitter at team metcalf one you can find all of our merchandise at no nba.bigcartel.com and all of our written work including my breakdown of scoot henderson's playmaking at no ceilings nba.com it's all 100 free just click that subscribe button to make sure that you never miss anything that gets published you can follow us across all socials at no ceilings nba and on youtube at no ceilings tv if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe leave a review and if i start rating till next time see you presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.